I think the way to be most successful about all of it is to shoot it native to where it's going. Okay, so, okay. I mean, even the sit down talking mic'd up camera, if you go look, I have a full length YouTube video I dropped doing that same style and also a short film video. I shot it twice. Oh, wow. Because okay. I want it, I don't care what anyone says, if you're shooting vertical native, it looks different in yeah. that 4K quality. There is a difference. There, there. is a difference. Dude, There's some a difference. Fucking there. kid. Some <laughs> troll on my TikTok commented like, why are you shooting vertically? Like, because I was doing like uh, accessories and I said how I got an L bracket. Oh, yeah. They're like, just shoot everything horizontally and learn how to edit better. And I'm like, dude, I'm Touch really holding grass, my tongue you right fucking now. Fucking nerd. Yeah. I mean, everyone like. <laughs> Touch grass. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> Rock Nation, welcome back to episode 70 of the 505 Podcast. Today we welcome Johnny Hoxsettler. He is the content director for Ghost Lifestyle. He's a YouTuber, a TikToker, and overall content machine. Welcome to the show, brother. That's a pretty good intro. Let's go. Happy I'm, to be here. I'm hyped to have you, and I, I've heard that you're kind of trash at the one-handed crack. <laughs> so Honestly, I, don't, I don't have high hopes for this one, but I have high hopes for the episode. Have you ever had a negative? I don't know if that's possible, no. but if you really did like spill okay. the whole can, okay. we'd lie about like a negative okay. three. But okay, okay just so, okay. just gotta just be go off the table. It. Yeah, just gotta be off the table. And one hand. And one hand. Okay. Off the table and one hand. Yep. Oh, this is rough. So don't get your finger under it before you start. Like, I know, you know, kinda know. you know, yep. you've been practicing. Okay, yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. And I don't think Oh, there's just a crater in the side yeah, of this yeah. thing. Yeah, you were gonna hide that. I was hoping you were gonna hide that with Jayhawk sauce. Um, we're gonna lob out a four-four. But welcome hey, to the show, baby. Hey, we're positive. I'm just we're glad positive. we weren't the negative. No, I mean Dude, you didn't so spill good. it. I was waiting, you know, for you to open it. I was like kind of on was, the edge of my yeah. seat, but you finally, you finally made it I happen. Just, I open cans with my thumb. What? Yeah. What? That who who yeah. taught you that, man? I don't know. I guess myself. Were you like a, a kid who had, you know, the sketchers in middle school too, or what? <laughs> I was more of a Heelys kind of guy. <laughs> dude, hell yeah, me too. <laughs> Heelys are the shit, dude. <laughs> what, brought you, what brought you out to LA this time around? Um, so we had a little bit of a work trip this week. Um, we just had a photo shoot going down for Ghost, a little apparel shoot, um, and then just extended the stay, seeing some homies out here in LA, and Let's go. Pretty much here. What was what was this shoot in particular? You allowed to talk a little bit about um, who was in it or what you guys were doing? Yeah, I mean, like overall, like most of our shoots just go with some of our different athletes. So this one was just we have periodic um, apparel drops that happen. So um, just had an apparel shoot for some apparel that's going to be dropping here in a couple months with some of our athletes. So we're down in like long beach beautiful weather it's so nice out here right now so would you guys ever consider moving uh, out to la from chicago Ghost? i i don't think so so like um chicago is obviously like a big hub and then also vegas is a big hub too so we have an office out there we're actually like one of our main warehouses and then um the ceo actually lives out there and he's uh we're building a whole office out there as well so yeah vegas and chicago are kind of like the hubs for ghost right now but i mean i like la when you got on to Ghost, you told me that you were actually like an athlete yeah. for them as a creator situation. Yeah. When did the the switch happen? How did Dan, was it Dan that found you? No, so it was actually CJ. Okay. So yeah, I can go back yeah, um, go a little back. bit, but basically, so I mean, I, I started doing like the whole personal content thing like a couple years ago now, I guess like three years ago, I would say. Kind of like COVID area, a little bit right before that. Um, 
And I always was like a fan of the company. I enjoyed the products a lot and all this stuff. And I kind of thought that there was this like market that hasn't really been tapped into yet because we all know creatives, right? Um, are big into energy drinks, supplements, fitness, stuff like that too, right? Um, and especially with some of like the main brands, you always thought of like action sports and musicians and all that stuff, right? But I thought like, you know, creatives as a whole, it's this whole market that wasn't really like tapped into yet. So it actually was like, a long-term goal for me to eventually somehow get signed to ghost and like be part of it. Right. And, um, I started like building up some of my personal content stuff and then it kind of actually just happened. Cause if you look at my page now, right? Like I kind of just naturally integrate that stuff in my content, just how I actually live in the stuff I actually use. Right. And I was doing that before I was part of ghost at all. Um, and then it just eventually, you know, it, people almost thought I was signed or part of ghost before I even ever was. And so it's just kind of naturally ingrained throughout my content. And eventually like people at ghost saw that and then they reached out to me. And then I eventually got signed as like one of the first creative type of athletes. Like we call like influencers, athletes, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I got signed as like one of those, um, like the, one of the first like creative forward people. Um, and then that lasted for like about a month and a half. Um, I go back a bit with one of the co-founders and he was like, dude, we actually like could really use someone like you here in Chicago. How would you feel about like moving to Chicago and like working for us instead? And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Where so were, where it was you? like a month and a half. I was a athlete. Okay. In, okay. So where were you living before? And when you say athlete, were you playing sports no, or just athlete, like, just like influencer? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so where were you living before? And then you moved out to Chicago. Yeah. So, uh, born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. So that's my area. Um, I actually, funny enough, I moved out here to LA, like Ventura area for like a year after college. Um, Where'd you go to school? So I went to CCAD, which is Columbus College of Art and Design, um, just like the Art Institute in Columbus. But yeah, Did I you went like there. school? Um, <laughs> it's funny, because I think at the time, right? Like way back, dude, like high school and stuff like that, school was not my thing at all. Mm -hmm. Like not a good GPA, wasn't into it, never had anything that I was really into. Um, like I, I just hated most things. Right. And then my GPA was like, not great. And so like my senior year of high school, my mom was like, let's just like get you in some classes, like help get your GPA up. Right. So I took it like a bunch of art classes, like literally like me and like a bunch of freshmen and uh, like legit dude. And I remember I had like, I had like a random Photoshop class and I like fell in love with like making stuff. Um, and so like that moment kind of like changed everything for me. And then, so I started doing like creative work and then I actually like went to art school originally for graphic design. Um, and then I was just doing video and photo stuff for fun. And I was like, wait, I can like make this my career. So I like kind of flipped it over, but yeah, I, I wasn't really into school too much. You know what I mean? Until I kind of found the right stuff. But as far as like college goes is I enjoyed it a lot, but I think I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this is like going to art school or like being in that industry is like, I learned everything outside of class, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like the connections I got there and like some of like the core stuff I built, I'm sure alludes to a lot of it in this day and age. Would I do it again? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But I think YouTube university is a little bit better these days than yeah. it was. Um, you know, I was in college from like 20, uh, 10 to 2014. So word. It's funny because my, freshman year I went to school in Wisconsin okay so shout out the Midwest yeah but I went in thinking I wanted to like study entrepreneurship or something within business and my GPA was terrible and I didn't even meet after my freshman year 
I didn't even meet the minimum GPA requirement to be able to apply to the business school. But my freshman year, I had taken a few like communication classes, like film classes, and they were way more interesting than the other stuff that I was taking that was like more business focused. So because of that, I ended up switching my major and it was actually the best decision I ever made. Yeah, well, because it was just like on the weekends and stuff, I was just like filming videos and stuff with friends and like shooting photos and all that stuff. And I was just like, wait, I can just... I can get paid to do this instead. Mm. So just started freelancing during college and all that stuff. And then what were you making videos or taking pictures of in college that was paying you? Um, so to start out, not a whole lot. Like I had some friends that were like in the music scene and stuff. Um, and so I was trying to just shoot like some shows here or there and stuff like that. Um, and then just like, honestly, like kind of like vlogs before vlogs were a thing. Like, dude, if I, if I was vlogging on YouTube, dude, in that time, man, <laughs> it would be different. But hindsight's twenty twenty. Oh my man. god, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just stuff for fun. And then like uh, I was pretty heavy into like the music scene. And like later on in college, it's funny. I did like an independent study my senior year with like one of those really cool professors. And I literally went and did like a month of warp tour during, uh, like during school, because I just like extended my spring break and I allowed him to like like make some exceptions for me to be able to do this a little bit longer. But then like, yeah, I went and like did like a run on like warp tour, like photographing and doing video for a band. I was like, this is like, did you think you might want to go do the concert stuff? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I, which I'm sure, yeah, you can relate to like (laughs) that. That was always like my dream was to do like the music stuff. And, um, you know, like it's so funny because looking back at it now, dude, I mean that run when I was with them, it was when Instagram allowed videos for the first time. So it was like, you could do 15 second videos, like 15, that's what they had. And I think they, I think it was still square crops too. Yeah. And people were like, what do I post on Instagram video? Mm -hmm. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the era where like, I remember we filmed a video and then like put it out the next morning. We're like, okay, we're going to be in this city this day or whatever, you know? And so it was just so crazy. But, uh, yeah, like I I always thought like the music thing was going to be for me, like the long haul. Right. And I ended up doing like a couple of short stints like that with a band called Beartooth shout out to Caleb. Um, but they're just like super dope dudes. I got to do like the warp tour thing and some big festivals and stuff. And it was like, honestly like the dream. Um, but I just decided I wanted to have like a more consistent life, um, a steady paycheck. Mm. I was sleeping in a bed, stuff like that. Which I, I'm Sounds sure you familiar. can relate to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that, I was still like young enough and it was like literally like in college and straight out of college that it wasn't like a big headache, but just didn't make sense long term. I also think in like your early mid twenties when you have the energy to do it. I think like if you want to do the tour life, do it. Like oh, it's yeah. awesome. It's just not a long term sustainable career option, dude. I mean, it's it's like still to this day some of the best photos I've ever taken, the best yeah. memories of my entire life, and the people you get to meet and all these yeah. experiences. But it's just it's a different grind. Like one of yeah. my very good friends, Brad Heaton, is like Steve Aoki's main photographer. Uh, and he was like with 21 pilots for years before. And I mean, that man has been all over the earth 800 times. You know well, what Steve I mean? Steve Aoki is literally the most traveled DJ yeah. ever. Yeah. It's crazy. But it's funny because we'll just see each other in like random cities, sure. like crossing paths, you know, or like at Wet Republic. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's something that I'm so glad I did it. I just personally for myself and my lifestyle, I just 
wouldn't want to do it forever. You when, know totally. I mean? when you got into work with Ghost, what did the job start as and how has it transitioned? Because you didn't come in as the content director, but now mm-hmm. you are the content director. Mm-hmm. So how is it? how did it start and what has kind of unraveled since you've been there? Sure. So like, I mean, the company within itself, right, still isn't that old. Like we just celebrated like seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the grand scheme of things is still a pretty young company. But when I came in, right, there was, um, so the rest of the team is Dan and Holden, which are two of like the best in the game. Um, and really like when I started, we just needed help just in general, right? Like just a lot of workload going on, a lot of stuff, a lot of output. And so we just needed this hands on deck to just like kind of get caught up a little bit. And then as not only our team has grown, but other teams has grown and just the marketing company in general, right? everything's just kind of leveling up a little bit. So just um, be able to plan shoots a little bit better, be able to structure things a little bit better, just be able to get the right things out of shoots. Um, and so, yeah, as far as like the day-to-day goes, you know, when I first started out, it was kind of just a little bit of everything. I think at this point, we kind of all found like our avenues a little bit more where people can focus on certain aspects and be able to like put a little bit more time and effort into each thing instead of everybody just doing everything, which, you know, isn't good or bad, it's just, a young company, you know, growing. Mm-hmm. You got to get scrappy at the beginning. You For know sure. what I'm saying? I think whether you're a business or just like a solopreneur, yeah. like you're always going to be wearing multiple hats as you continue to grow. You've realized like what you're good at, what your strengths are, and then you got to find other people to help out with the other stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's such a good group of people too. And that was like, you know, picking up my life and moving from Ohio to Chicago instead. It was just like, being able to have just like almost like an instant family and like friends and like brothers, especially like within like our team, it's just like, it, it never really like skipped a beat for me. Cause you think about moving to a whole different state, not really knowing anyone too much. Right. It was just kind of like a seamless thing. So it's worked out great. That's amazing. Yeah. Here, uh, summers in Chicago are pretty, Dude, summer, pretty awesome. Summertime shy is a real thing. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I can talk about Kanye yet, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, summertime shy is a real thing. When you come in the winter and it's like feet of snow and negative yeah. twenty, maybe not, but it makes the summer that much sweeter. But that's when I went. I went in the summer and it was pretty. For we went for a couple of days to shoot something. It was just beautiful. The rooftops, the river through the city. Mm. I mean, every type of food you want. I mean, Chicago is one of the best cities in the U.S. hands down. Yeah, I feel like it just has so much culture. Yeah. Um, okay, so is there something you've learned through working with a large company? Um, and managing content and being a content director with a larger company that you've been able to take into your own personal content. Totally, totally. So uh, can I go back a little bit into yeah. like my past? Yeah. So really like my three main um, work experiences, right? So I worked for a company called Rogue Fitness for five years, uh, which is like the manufacturing company for, you know, squat racks, barbells, like bumper yeah, plates, all that they're, stuff, they're right? They're the big dogs for Yeah, like for that. any gym you go into now, it's you probably see rogue, some Rogue yeah. equipment. Um, so they were based out of Columbus, Ohio. So I was there for five years, did a ton of, um, I was just on the content team there. So a lot of photo video stuff, um, for events down to, you know, product stuff, all that things. And that was a very young company at the time that was just like growing like insane. And so it was a really good experience for me to kind of see like, not like a ground floor, but like pretty young near out of college, seeing like this company just like blowing up and all the growing pains with that. Right. And then I switched over to Express, like the clothing company, uh, with a little bit of a higher role. And I was there for about two years. And that was such a good learning experience for me because I basically went from a company that was kind of young, growing so rapidly to going to Express, which was like 
big time money, which honestly, like the clothing world or, you know, um, retail clothing world, right. Is almost on a decline compared to, you know, where it was at one point. But at that point I was walking to a company where we're on 50 plus people shoots, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so it was just like a night and day different. Like my first shoot flew into New York and we were shooting with Trey Young for the NBA, like contract that express had. And I was just like, this is fucking insane, dude. You know what I mean? Uh. And it was like the coolest experience of my life. So that two years there at express, like just really elevated just my experience with working with certain types of talent, um, people that have been in the industry for 20 plus years, like some of the best videographers and photographers in the whole world. So like that just like really elevated everything with me. And then, so I kind of had like the fitness background, the fashion background, the, some of the music background. And so that was another reason why Ghost attracted me so much is because it, it, it encompasses so much of those things. And so, you know, how it has kind of like affected my personal content is I think I really understand how to make a brand, like to strengthen the branding of like a company or an individual, right? So I know how if I post one thing, it has to make sense in a month. And then if I post five things in a row, they all kind of have to be able to live together. And like, I'm always kind of thinking long term or like what the long game of this is. And there's a time and place for experimenting, but there's also a time and place to just kind of have the tone that you always kind of like have. Um, and so, man, I, I don't know. It's like, it's interesting because being from like big corporate to smaller companies to like the in-between and then like how it affects my own stuff is, it, it just affects it in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Learning how to like balance all these different things. Yeah. Is there something specific that if someone was starting out, cause you're, you're talking about how the stuff needs to be cohesive and whatnot. Yeah. And I think that like, people kind of get in like a frozen situation where they end up like not doing shit yeah. because they're like, fuck, I got to get my branding down. I don't have the Sony ZV-1 that has a flip out screen that I'd be pissed about if I didn't have a flip out yeah, screen. I don't want to talk about you it. Know? And I want to know though what you think someone that's starting out could yeah. kind of take from you seeing all these different brands and helping build these brands, yeah. what they can go do from you know day one with their with their flip out screen camera. Well I, well, <laughs> well, I think brands and individuals, right, have a lot in common because it's almost like everyone kind of has their struggles and not everything is perfect. Like mm. you might look at someone like Peter McKinnon, right? And you're like, he has everything figured out because he has a big audience and everything's mm. perfect. I guarantee you he's worrying about all oh, this video isn't a one out of 10 or I don't know what I should film today or everything. Right. And it's the same with giant brands, not even where I'm at now, but any of these brands, right? They're like, uh, like let's get some inspo from this other company mm. or let's see what these people are doing or this might not, the shoot didn't go how we wanted to, but like you just kind of figure it out. And so my biggest advice for someone else is, you know, it's like we all kind of struggle with the same things and it's like, there really is no perfect strategy. You kind of have to try a bunch of different stuff. And even myself, I was talking about this this morning is like from the outside looking in, someone told me, you know, my stuff looks super polished and planned out and everything's like, you know, looks perfect. And I'm like, if you only knew what was really going on, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm just trying to keep my head above water because not only like doing personal content on top of professional takes a lot of bandwidth and time and all that stuff, but also it's like, you kind of have to try things out, not only for yourself, but also for the audience. So, um, you have to see what sticks with other people then also with yourself. Cause sometimes even if, you make something and it really sticks with your audience. If you hate it, you're going to get burnt out with it. You're not going to be spending a lot of time with it or you're not going to want to do that all the time. 
And if you're only making stuff that you personally care about, um, and there's really no reason or direction to it, like why are other people going to stick around? You know, so it, there's a balance there. I do think you do a really good job though of incorporating things that you're already interested in: mm-hmm. shoes, your home office, tattoos, sort those sorts of things. Tech. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about being the niche versus like? creating a niche mm-hmm. yeah so this is like honestly like one of my favorite topics and like super super important because i think it's so easy for creators to have a very hard specific niche and to me i think everything is kind of shifting right now in the influencer creator world where i think so much more importance is going on the actual creator itself versus like what their niche is or what they're even talking about and my plan since day one is I was inspired by a lot of people like, um, I mean, sure, obviously like Peter or like uh, Evan Ramft or some of my buddies like Creative Ryan, YC Imaging, like some of these creators out there, uh, Becky and Chris, like they have YouTube channels or making content and they just kind of talk about all their different interests. And I think for sure, like today, if I only made content about desk setups or home office stuff, uh, my stuff would be way higher. But to me, it's like, that was never the goal with personal content. To me, it was always just an outlet and a passion project for me. So I was like, I wanna actually just talk about my interests and the stuff that I'm actually into. And if if you know me, I'm really actually into camera gear. I'm really into tech stuff. Like I love sneakers, like tattoos, like uh, energy drinks, coffee, Starbucks, like all that stuff, like that's genuinely me and what I'm doing. And I think the long-term goal is to just be able to document my life and what I'm actually into and what I'm passionate about because it's easy to then talk about those things. So when I started going more like hard with personal content, right? I was doing a lot of stuff, almost strictly more around like home office, tech, camera gear type of stuff. And you know, like everyone, right? You're getting inspiration from different people and I'm very cautious about not directly ripping or directly ripping other people off. I think the TikTok world kind of changed that a lot for other creators. It became a very copy and paste. People are saying the same words, doing the same movements, mm. the same exact shots, the same edits. Um, and I feel like I kind of come from the world where like originality still wins. And I think actually the world's kind of going back to that a little bit now. But I was looking at you know other people posting their Sony cameras or their desk setups. And I'm like, these kind of all look pretty similar. I was like, what if I just start like including the little hits that make it like Johnny's setup versus yes. someone else's setup, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where I remember like I started doing like top down photos and you saw like the shoes I was wearing or like I did a YouTube video and I just had the latest pair of shoes that I bought on the desk. Had nothing to do with the video, but it makes you stand out versus someone else. And it's like, I always say this, if someone, if someone's watching Reels or TikTok and they see 10 pieces of content in a row, it's like, why are they going to choose yours versus the other nine people? And it's like, if they have, or they see one other thing that maybe is an interest of them, that's the, that could be the reason that they stick around. So it could be the Starbucks on your table. It could be mm-hmm. the shoes. It could be, oh, he has a Lakers game on in the background. Yeah. It's like, like instantly, like I knew you because like you're doing something with the Lakers and I got a fucking LeBron tattoo, you know? And yeah. I'm like, that's an instant connection between mm-hmm. us. Even though like we connect on so many other levels, you do live music stuff. And I'm like, I know that world too. And so it's just like instantly a connection for other people. And that's why I stayed. And I think that that peels back layers of what makes you, you, because there's not another, or there, there might be, there probably is, but there's not another kid that is 
really into cameras yeah. really into like you're pulling all that's what makes you you and that's what that's why people are going to gravitate towards mm -hmm. it because like oh i also like basketball and i'm from ohio yeah. and i want to be a full-time you know full-time creator right now with your personal stuff where do you see the next six to 12 months going because i think it's something that it's it's really important to kind of zoom out a little bit and see you know like you said you're, you feel like at times you're like above just floating above water mm -hmm. and i feel the same way i'm like dude I gotta get that fucking TikTok done today, dude. The oh, challenge yeah. is over, thank God. But I gotta be Costas now. <laughs> so yeah, dude, now like, I cannot stop. But like, so what do you feel like those next six to twelve months look like for you? I think I'm gonna continue to just try to keep building these things. And I think like a personal goal for me is I would like to be able to hire an editor sometime this next. Um, We've been talking about that six months or a yes, year, dude. and not even just because like. Uh, that means I'm established or something. I could do it now. I just want to do it at the right time because obviously I have a pretty high standard of how my stuff has to look. So it's hard to be able to hire someone that I can't pay them the right amount. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But those things are starting to make enough money now. I can actually like put some time and effort into it. But to me, I think if I am able to hire an editor, I think it's going to be able to make my personal content just be a little bit easier. I was even thinking about this because uh, when I went to Sony camera camp, right? Like, um, which was like the dopest experience ever. Yeah, I was, my, I, my, I talked to Ryan Cow about this. My invitation, I don't oh, know if weird. they have my right, the address yeah, here. Oh. We're gonna send that. But too. I didn't get the invite. Oh, that's weird, yeah, I'll have to. Um, Can you talk to them? Yeah, I'll, I'll try to talk you to You can let them know that I also got a Sony camera oh, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know why you got the yeah. Sony camera. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I didn't get to go to yeah. sleepaway camp when I was uh, a kid. Like I'm trying to go to Sony camp. Yeah, yeah that's unfortunate. Yeah, it, it was it was the best time of my life. So that sucks. No, don't tell me that. When I was at camera camp, I was flipping daily uh, verticals, like a day in the life of each day at camera camp. Which is funny enough, I was actually the only person there doing that, which I thought was crazy. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, because it was actually like so. There was two camera camps. The one that was pre-COVID. At that time, like short form wasn't even a thing, dude. Yeah. And so some of these creators were like just strictly long form. And so obviously like, now things are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. It was really cool because they invited um, a good amount of creators that were like short form first, which was really cool because then there's a lot of cool conversations. People mm -hmm. learn from each other. Um, but I think just people went into this one with a little bit different plans, right? And I literally went into it and I, I was like, I know I'm getting a long form YouTube video out of this and I'm doing, I'm flipping a vertical day in the life each day which was pretty taxing because we're up like having fun like mm -hmm. everyone talking me and ryan got like a bottle of tequila and we're drinking in like his room till like 2 a.m and then i'm waking up at five and like editing this bts and doing a voiceover um that's but dedication. like instantly that i'm like if another event or something like that's coming up i could just throw that out to an editor wake up and have like yeah. a version done like it's just going to be able to keep things moving so mm. much easier. Allow you to you think I mean? higher level and work on yeah. bigger stuff. Because even like you know, like my day-to-day -day with ghosts and stuff is so busy. And I absolutely love what I do. And I don't have any plans to change that. But I just want to be able to like keep my personal stuff going at the same time. Mm -hmm. And like even right now, like I'm sitting on like two YouTube videos that have been shot for like two or three weeks. And it's like this could already be up. Also... You know what I mean? For me personally, if I don't edit something like right after I shoot it, you kind of lose yeah. the uh, like the magic of it, like the drive of it. Like, oh, yeah. this is exciting. You like kind that. of forget too. You're yeah. like, what the hell did I shoot over here? You know, know. And looking through it, yeah. and kind of going, you know, going through it. Yeah, like if I can, like I want to, I want to shoot something and like edit it that night or the next day. You know, but uh -huh. like that's just with a busy schedule, it's not possible. Do you enjoy the editing side of things? Because for me, like 
The biggest reason I want to get an editor is because I don't actually enjoy making videos. Mm -hmm. Like I enjoy shooting it. I enjoy being out of the house or like getting creative, actually using my camera. And I can get a video done, but one, it's like if I can spend as less time behind my computer as possible, that's ideal. Mm -hmm. And two, I feel like there's kids out there who are so much better at editing than I am that like the end product would actually turn out better. And it just like for every, I feel like for every hour I shoot, it takes me like two or three hours to like edit the video. And I'm like, I could be spending that time and utilizing my time a lot better. I think it's funny because I think if you would ask me this a few years ago, like editing is what I preferred. Like it was my shit. I loved it. I love sitting in the lab, dude, getting the music yeah, right. Yes, hours, yes dude. sir. Shout out the hoodie. It's, I mean, it's the best thing, but it's like this day and age, especially with just my lifestyle and stuff now, like, again, it kind of goes back to like, I like to batch shoot a lot of my content. So I'll, it'll usually be like a Sunday or something, which some people are just chilling. And I'm like, well, I got to film four verticals today or shoot some photos, you know? And it's like, if I could just spend the time to shoot the things and then like hand it off to someone else, mm. like things would just be so much more efficient and all that. But I do enjoy editing, but kind of going back to your point, there's so many people that are faster than me and better than me. I think the tricky part is going to be able to find someone and teach them exactly my style and the certain things that are like my signatures, you know what I mean at this point. But going back to an earlier question that you had is um, about like how corporate stuff or company things have like affected my stuff. When I was at express, um, I only shot, so I never edited and we had a couple editors and dude, we would go on shoots and sometimes things would just go totally like not as planned or things don't, go good or like i'm not too confident about these shots and this dude dylan and jordan they would just make magic out of nothing dude and i'm just like it got to a confidence where i was just like no matter what i shot like i know they're gonna just like create this insane like commercial and i'm just like like we saw something like in times square for the first time that like i shot and i was like i thought this was shit and these boys just made this look fire <laughs> this you know what i mean turd. yeah <laughs> I love and that, i'm just dude. like so i love a good ed- you, you like great editor man makes the dude. makes the damn thing and so like who knows like maybe even like me getting an editor could elevate my stuff even, yeah, even more yeah. not just like more efficient mm-hmm. or more consistent but just also make it even better and give you, you know? more time to come up with better ideas that's what i feel like i'm trying to you know, I'm like, damn, if you're making something, say, every day and you take out those two hours to edit, say it takes you two hours to cut something short, you get, you know, 14 hours back and you're, you're we're almost close to a whole day. You yeah. know, we're, we're approaching that. And then in two weeks, you have over a day. Yeah. So it's just it's something I feel like to look into because I'm with you. I love editing. Like, I love editing, but it's made me sour doing certain things, mm-hmm. like certain things that I really hate to edit. And then you have to edit them and it takes you forever. And your laptop's crashing and it's yeah. like, oh my God. Or I was dude. even thinking about, you know, even just getting to a point, which again was something I learned at Express was like doing something like team projects in Premiere where it's like, I could have an editor just cut out all the fat, line everything up, and do then, everything. Boom. And then I just add the sauce at the end, mm-hmm. you know? And like that way I'm only spending an hour on the edit instead of like six hours. Yeah. How long does it take you to film? Like you were talking about your batching content, right? Mm-hmm. So like, can you talk to us about your workflow? How long it usually takes you to come with a co- come up with a concept? how you're coming up with concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, do you write out scripts for your videos? Like yeah. walk us through uh, your process when it comes to creating social media Yeah, content. so it's it's a little bit different, I would say for long form versus short form. But overall, I kind of just have like an ongoing list on my phone, right? So, um, by the way, the, actually show you this. The, the, the way you're balancing a full-time job 
and YouTube and short form content yeah, blows insane. my mind. It's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not easy. It takes a village. Which, I don't know if they'll be able to see this right, but on my like second screen here, I oh, basically wow. have two reminder lists. One's short form oh. video ideas, one's long form video ideas. And it's just like pinned on my page. But that way I just, whenever I think of anything, I write it down and then I have like a priority list where I put the stuff at the top, like what I'm shooting or like an idea for later. Um, and so kind of depends a bit. I feel like some nights I'll just um, kind of like brainstorm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this weekend, or I try to look at things like a week at a time, I would say. So I'll be like, okay, what do I need to film this weekend or shoot? Like if it's photos, um, okay. And then I'll like write down like maybe three to five things I'm going to kind of batch shoot. So whether it be verticals or photo posts or whatever, and I kind of have my week planned out. And then I will bash shoot everything together. So that way, you know, I only have to set up my lights once, my camera once, my mic. Um, and literally I will change outfits. So it looks like different days and mm. everything I'm doing, but I'll batch shoot multiple things. And then that way throughout the rest of the week, when my schedule is unpredictable or busy, I can edit those things when just time allows it. Like even this week, right? My, my schedule has been a little crazier than I expected, but I have three videos that I can edit right now. Uh, which again, if I had an editor, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's just like, I try to kind of bash shoot everything. Cause that's the time I can control. Cause let's say a week is insane or two weeks is insane. Like if I know I'm going on a long work trip or vacation or anything, right. It's like, okay, well I need a day to bash shoot all this stuff. So I am still consistent for the next week or two, you know? So mm -hmm. it just kind of depends a little bit, but I like to kind of bash shoot things think everything through and then kind of edit whenever time like allows for it. I like that. I got a question for you. So people have been talking from the cheap seats and okay. on Instagram, <laughs> you put that you hit uh you hit 50 K in 90 days. Then I go over to fucking YouTube yeah. and you say 50 K in 60 days <laughs> yeah. and everyone's just rattled about it. And I want to yeah. know like what, did you yeah. get a typo on that? Or well, what it's was actually funny. Cause it's really like, it's in actually in 30 days, Braden. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> in, like, in three days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's actually funny because it is like actually it's in between like 60 and 90 and literally in my notes it's 60 and I record the YouTube video and edit the whole thing and I said 90 and I was like, <laughs> gotta stick with it. I gotta fucking, <laughs> or, or I said, you know what I mean? I, I flipped it. Uh, accident, so I'm like, eh, you know, it works. So it was it's 60 good. days though. It was like, yeah, 67 it, days. Yeah, it was like right around there. So, so you're lying to people now. Yeah, I'm a liar. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Your credibility is going out the window. But it sounds but... so much better. Right? Yeah, it does. It's 67 or yeah, something. Doesn't yeah. sound as good as yeah. 60 or 90. What <laughs> What'd you learn in, in those 67 days? Yeah, so it's interesting. <laughs> 60, it's actually 69. Um, nice. uh, no, but it, it's funny because like Instagram was like super hot for me for a minute because mm -hmm. I like kind of like I was just experimenting doing a bunch of stuff for a long time. And then I started doing these types of reels that just like really gained traction. And I really enjoyed doing them as well. And so I just kind of like started like pumping them out and then things were just like hitting um, and everything was like starting to pop off. And so I just obviously wanted to keep that going all this stuff. Um, and so I went super hard because I kind of knew again, because I've done this stuff long enough that something isn't gonna be that hot for that long. So I was like, I gotta make the most out of this while I can. And so I was just trying to post as much as I could. Um, I think at that point it was almost daily, at least for like over a month and not even like a goal or a challenge. I was just like, okay, today I gotta get out this or, you know, I gotta put out something else tomorrow. But it was just a really good learning experience because not only did it really like test my discipline, but I was kind of getting the reward for it too. Mm -hmm. So it, it obviously was a little bit easier to do, but then even when numbers have died down now or whenever, I can take a step back and look at it and I'm like, okay, 
you know, I've seen what this can do before. So I kind of just have to continue to be consistent because now I'm not like only doing it to see the reward. I'm just doing it because I know like eventually the results will come. Mm -hmm. And so, you, it's something that you like need to do. Totally. Okay. Got it. What I feel like results are coming to you in multiple ways, right? Mm -hmm. One, you're getting the influx of followers and engagements going up. But I also saw that you're getting sponsorships on YouTube videos mm -hmm. by like story blocks. Mm -hmm. You're being able to like sell your, uh, your Lightroom yep, presets digitals. and your overlays and all that kind of stuff. So on top of getting like the follower influx and the engagement, you're also seeing a monetary return mm -hmm. in it, which I feel like in turn makes it easier to be like, oh, if I'm making money from this, totally. like why wouldn't I continue to go hard and stay consistent? Well, totally. And it's, it's kind of funny because again, like I've been doing this stuff for like three or so years and I did it for so long for literally nothing. Yeah. Like for nothing, like mm -hmm. no money, yeah. no big engagement, no anything. It was literally just a straight up like, creative outlet for me love of the game for yeah. sure it was yeah, literally. but it sharpened my skills so much and more than anything just like driven home like my discipline because uh, like who wants to fucking make a video after a full shoot day like yeah. no one does i yeah. get home from a trip and i fucking filmed unboxing an ipad but that's discipline, because like i had know? to do it and it's like no one else is asking me to do it but i did mm -hmm. um but yeah like now seeing things kind of start clicking and be able to like make some sort of income is really dope just because it kind of means like everything I've been building for a long time is yeah. kind of like working. And again, it's going to be able to allow me to do things like hire people or buy certain camera gear or like, you know what? I want to do a review on a MacBook or a camera. I can now buy that because mm. I'm making money from this. So it's almost like its own little side business to write off you, free write off. Sure. Dude. You I mean, look at, look at all the content I make up Yeah, and think about everything that I do in my life. Right off city, about what Right offs are. God. Yeah. You really made me want to go buy a space gray fucking new MacBook Pro. The black cord, just for the black yeah, cord. Yeah, literally. Beautiful. Beautiful. God, I wanted that cord, dude. The details, dude. It really matters. No, seriously. And what do you think right now for, what app do you think you're trying to prioritize the most at this exact moment? Right this moment, We'll, we'll talk about threads in a sec, but like okay, for, yeah, for yeah. like <laughs> yeah. actual Today, threats. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, by the time this comes out, it's probably already it's dead. already done. Yeah, it's already dead. Um, right this second, for sure, Instagram's number one. Uh, I'm getting close to 100k, so I'm pushing for it hard. I just want 100k on some platform, yeah. and you know, it, it's one of those things where people are like, "Oh, you can't chase numbers and all these things," right? I'm very goal oriented. Mm -hmm. Like, I need something to work towards or something yeah. to get to. And whether being able to talk about numbers is like taboo or you shouldn't talk about this, like I want a hundred K on something. Mm. And you know Fuck what? Yeah. Like I've put in a Let's lot go. of like reps and time into it. Like I want a hundred K on that. Want but, that milestone. Yeah. And so yeah. like, I want that right now under my belt. I think I'm at like almost 96. So like next couple of weeks. Go follow this man. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you'll be yeah, at 97 yeah. <laughs> yeah. from that. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, right now I would say Instagram is my number one. Um, but honestly, like my love is YouTube. YouTube is the end all be all. And I think we see a lot of other creators kind of gravitate towards that people that blow up from, um, TikTok or Instagram or whatever, right. You eventually see them at some point, usually funnel people to YouTube because you can build anything from a YouTube mm. channel. I think it's hard for people to build, um, as big of a thing or as easy to build like a company or something from like a TikTok or Instagram's pretty good too. 
But YouTube, dude, I feel like if you can get a strong community on YouTube, you can build yeah. anything. Anything you want. You can yeah. do anything with it. You've seen, and you've seen that happen from guys like Christian Guzman, For sure. Max Tuning, For a, sure. lot, a lot of your athletes from yeah. Ghost. You know? yeah. You've seen like the different ventures that they've went off and, and been successful at. For sure. What do you think from from all of these different side um, side revenue things that you're getting to come in. We got the presets, we have, mm -hmm. you know, we have the Amazon affiliate store. How important do you think that is as a creator to diversify and not have it all coming in from either a full-time job or your personal content, et cetera? Dude, it's literally everything. Like you have to diversify everything you do. And for me, right, again, this all started out on the side for fun. So I never mm -hmm. relied on it for a paycheck, which yep. is actually a huge like blessing because that way I could just make stuff I wanted to or make it in the style I wanted to. And nef nothing was ever like pushing anything, right? And now if you look at any of my content, I make most of the money from these digital assets and stuff just because in every single thing I do, I'm using these yeah. digital assets. I'm not really like pushing them even. Like usually at the end of the caption, I'll be like, oh, hey, I'm using my overlay pack or these photos are edited with my Lightroom's presets, but I'm not like shoving it down anyone's throat. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I knew this is because when everything was really hot on Instagram, I was making these overlays and using them in all my videos. And I was getting 10 comments a day being like, where do I get these overlays packed from? Like all this stuff, right? Every basically reel I was doing was having these effects and things like that. And I was kind of just putting off taking the time. Cause again, my time is limited. So I'm like, do I really want to sit down for like a day or two and really like make all these elements, create them, package them up, look at, make it look good. And then like somehow put them on digital store but i eventually did it put them out and then within like the first day or two it actually just kind of ended up working perfectly because my videos were popping on on instagram at the time i then dropped a youtube video talking about how to grow on instagram in 2023 that was like the part one of the video i just put out um and i think because instagram was popping and i that drove a lot of people over to youtube that video is now at like a quarter of a million and I plugged my overlays in that video because I was talking about verticals and I was like, go over and like check out this new overlay pack. So it all just kind of like perfect storm like lined up. And I mean, the the first month what I made in digital sales was like unbelievable. So it, it was pretty cool because I was like, this is like perfect. Do, um, do you notice the Amazon store also firing off at the same time? Not as much, to be honest. I think the Amazon store is to me just kind of like random passive income. Just a couple, but like because just whatever. I feel like it just ebbs and flows so much because like mm -hmm. you'll get a huge spike if someone buys like a camera that's like $4,000. Uh -huh. But then like other days there's like nothing, you know? So to me, I don't even really look at it too much. It mm -hmm. goes into my business bank account, but Dude, I don't even really like know. But I feel like that would range anywhere between like two to like 600 a month, you know, which is great. But like, I don't rely on that by any means. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just like, okay, it goes in there and whatever it is is nice but i have like the digital sales like on my phone like it pops up when it isn't happens. it the best feeling and dude? i'm just like oh you wake up and it's like bing i'm like yeah but again like air one today but again i don't even yeah <laughs> but again i don't even really have to promote them all the time because mm. everything i'm doing is you using yeah. them. I'm and sure so, they appreciate that too. You know, yeah. you're, you're just giving value with the content, whether it be, yeah. it's just really fun to look at that day. It's like inspiring. Mm -hmm. And then, Oh shit, I can go get these really cool, you know, lots that he uses. What's a digital product that you have yet to make mm. that you're eyeing right now. That's like, Ooh, you know, might be able to hop over into this. Um, let's see, what do I want to give away? Um, I think I want to kind of make like a digital like template, almost like, um, 
like a PDF guide on some of the stuff that I've been doing, like kind of like my strategy on Instagram, um, or honestly, maybe just broaden it past just Instagram and just talk about everything, like kind of what my strategy is, mm-hmm. like what I think is important, maybe from like a brand standpoint to uh, make things consistent and just overall have the same vibe. Um, so I think like some sort of like a digital PDF like that could be cool. Like almost like obviously digital courses are a big thing. They're kind of polarizing. I don't know if all of them are great, Mm. but I think, um, genuinely just the amount of DMS and questions I get all the time asking these questions, less even about like making money from it. It's more just like, I really do try to help out pretty much everyone that I can, but at this point it's starting to get a little overwhelming. And it's almost like, Hey, like just go look here. Uh, which a lot of times is what I do for like, hey, go watch this YouTube video, mm-hmm. you know, because what you're asking is literally like what I talk about here. Yeah. But you're kind of like making it as easy as possible on yourself. Yeah. And I think it goes hand in hand with like creating content that comes naturally to you because it's what's part of your everyday life. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you're getting an influx of questions. So it's like, okay, I know what my audience is looking for because they're asking me about mm-hmm. it on a weekly, daily basis. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just like make a PDF? I don't yeah. have to answer. I can just point them to this mm. this asset and yeah. they can have all their answers. Well, and another big thing I try to do is kind of connect everything because yeah. I think a lot of creators might be like big on one platform, right? And they don't know how to like send people over to other places. But to me, it's like, hey, you want to know how I make or how I do these YouTube videos or Instagram videos, like go watch this long video I made showing you exactly how I did it. Or, hey, I dropped it, a cool unboxing real of the new MacBook, but if you want to see a whole day in the life, go watch it on YouTube. And then that way I literally use Instagram almost like a trailer for my YouTube videos mm. and kind of vice versa too, because it's easy to make content for both places. And then also just drives traffic to blo- both places as well. So if one thing takes off, you see everything kind of go up a little bit. And again, even going back to digital assets is if let's say, Oh, a real tomorrow's hits a million guess what? Those digital sales are probably going up too, just because again, just kind of like everything rises together. So mm-hmm. everything kind of yeah. comes in as a package situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We do have, we've never done this before, but we have okay. a fan question. Okay. Okay. This is by Brandon shoots <laughs> from threads. Yeah. From threads. Thread question. Okay. So this was probably the first thread question on a podcast. Ever. Oh, ever. oh yeah. Ever. This is groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Brandon Schutz wants to know, how do you generate ideas for real stories, posts, ads, et cetera, and what softwares, apps, programs do you use to assist with managing the content? Okay, so the apps I use first um, is my basically life depends on Apple Notes and Reminders, mm. like every single thing, my ideas, my concepts, my scripts, everything. Those are like the apps that I use to basically organize everything, I would say. Um, and then how do I come up with the ideas and everything like that? I actually really enjoy watching. I consume a ton of content. I probably watch YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that way more than TV. Like if I'm not with my girlfriend, I'm probably not watching like series. Like I just, I'm exactly just not. With, yeah, yeah. With that dude. I mean, I'll catch the Lakers game, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's not watching that. Much yeah, anyway. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I just consume a ton of content, but I actually really like consuming content that isn't really in my niche. Like I love like fitness content, which again, like Christian mm-hmm. Guzman or like love him, my dude. favorite type of YouTube videos are full day of eatings, which has no, oh, really? nothing to do with what I do. You know what I mean? Um, you eat every day though. So <laughs> I guess you're, I'm just right. <laughs> <laughs> but not in my content, True. you know, but, yeah. but it's like, mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy watching other people just in different niches or totally different. Like this one chick, uh, Sydney Adams, she's like a big TikToker. 
and kind of the fitness world, like nothing like me, lifestyle very different, but I love seeing other people's content like that because I'm like, okay, how can I do that type of content in my niche? You know what I mean? Like she might do like a, I don't know, her sitting in the car and then going in and getting like what her hair's done that day or whatever, right? And I'm just like, okay, how can I take these elements or why are so many people watching this and how can I like, directly correlate that to my own content. So, so you kind of study some of the stuff oh, a little bit. Sure. Yeah. I'm like the same all way. day. Like I have like a group chat and one of my like best friends, big Rob energy and also big E we talk all the time just about like content we see all day long or like someone will send something to each other and be like, you should do something in this style or like this. But dude, like I'm such like uh, a student of the game and like, I'm always trying to see what other people are doing, analyzing it and then seeing how I can do that with my own stuff. And I, I think there's so much value to go to a 40 minute YouTube video and be like, why are people hanging out with this yeah. person for like that long of a period of time? Or how does the the three minute to four minute YouTuber keep your attention so yeah. hooked in? Why do they have such a high watch time? I think you can almost reverse engineer. If I was like starting over again, I would literally go back. This is what I did when I started. I didn't know how to shoot, but I could edit really well, mm -hmm. but was a trash editor at one point, you know? And so I would go and I would download people's YouTube videos and I would slow them down to a quarter speed in Premiere. Oh, yeah. And I'd watch them and be like, oh, that's how they did the effect. Or like, this is how they're editing in 30 seconds. Or I would literally get the stopwatch and I'd mm -hmm. time their shots mm -hmm. to see how long they're hitting them on the screen. So like you kind yeah. of reverse engineer what they're doing and you can take one little thing and put it in your stuff and make it way better. You know? Yeah. Or like you go watch a Mr. Beast video and break it down. Yeah. Like, oh, I love doing yeah, that. And dude. you're just like, how does this get like 200 million? Yeah. Points, what you know? But like when you start breaking down, you're like, okay, like, yeah. And like, then you just take certain things that you mm. see from other people. Like now, like, um, like to start out a YouTube video, I know like those first few seconds are so important because I've learned that from short form, right? So yeah. like my first few seconds, shit's popping up on the screen. There's effects going on. There's text on screen. And it might not be the longevity of the whole video, but like you have to grab that attention off the mm -hmm. rip. And like I learned that from other people and just doing short form stuff. You Definitely. Know? What other tips would you give to kids you get all these questions, you're thinking about maybe making a PDF. So, okay, you have to be captivating within the first two to three seconds. Mm -hmm. Could you give us maybe like one or two other tips that you would include in this PDF of okay. questions that kids okay. are asking you? Okay, yeah, so like we're talking like short form. Yeah. yeah. I would say, so yeah, you gotta like grab people's attention off the rip. Um, you have to somehow make yourself stand out, which again, kind of goes back to, I think, you know, what makes you, you. Maybe it's what you're drinking, maybe it's what you're wearing, maybe it's what, your location, what your setup is, um, and anything. Cause I think a lot of people not to get sidetracked, but like they get very frozen on like, Oh, well I don't have a, I don't have a cool office. I can't make stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, like go shoot in like your kitchen counter. How many people can relate to that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's actually more relatable than like what I'm doing, you know? And so, um, yeah, you gotta keep people's attention. You gotta figure out like what actually makes you, you, why do people stick on you versus the other nine? Um, and then I think you just have to, figure out ways to keep people's attention throughout it. So whether that be camera angle changes, whether that be sound effects, whether that be visual things like overlays or different effects or whatever, you almost have to make people stay to the end and you have to figure out like what would make them stay to the end. Cause a lot of times people just make stuff longer for no reason. And obviously the intention span is like smaller than ever and shorter than ever. And so to me, it's like, you just have to make it as long as it needs to be and not longer than it should be. With the content right now that you're seeing on 
Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and whatnot, what do you feel like is something, one thing that someone can go put into their work and immediately kind of have like a little bit of a jump up? Mm. I think uh, actually like talking to the camera mm. because I Putting think- your face um, out there. Yeah, which shout out to Cece. Um, we talked about this because to me, right? Like again, the TikTok world made everything very copy and paste. And I think now it's becoming so saturated. Things are starting to look similar. People are getting a little like dull with the same things. To me, an instant way to separate yourself from anybody else is talking. It's yeah. your per not only your personality, but just what you sound like. And it's gonna be different than everybody else. Cause go ahead. Well, you even put out the video mm -hmm. of you literally just like sitting on yeah. your bed, talking to the camera. For sure. What was like the reaction from your audience from that video versus like something that has a little bit more intricate editing? Uh, yeah, so actually that one I think was such like a stark difference. I just wanted to like try this because uh, again, you get inspo from everyone. My buddy, Creative Ryan, who's like one of the most unique creators in the world, he did a YouTube video that was actually kind of in that style. Um, and I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I'm gonna try something like this. And again, if you look at it, I gave him direct credit because that's the world Shout I come out. from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, well, what if I do that like in a short form way? And so I just did like a completely different style. I'd never really shot my living room, but like I'd been working on it because I knew I wanted to shoot there. And I was like, okay, this is a perfect time to try it. And it was like at 9 p.m. on a Friday, I was at the gym and I texted my buddy Rob. I was like, I think I wanna try out this new style. Like, just see what happens. And he's like, dude, just send it. So I shot it, I edited it that night and put it the next morning. It was like the best reaction I've gotten on a video in so long because it was such just like my personality coming through. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, I talked about struggling and how like that was actually my second account because I was too nervous to put myself out there in front of the world when I first started and all this stuff. And now we're coming up on like hundred K, which is crazy because I was like scared to even like talk and put myself out there, you know? And mm -hmm. like a lot of my content is like not me speaking. Uh, it's trying to be more these days, but especially like um, just over the past year, a lot of it was just like cool shit, but I was never really like, talking much to the camera. But I got more messages from that video and comments than like anything in a long time, just because it was relatable and also like people really like got to feel like who I was. And guess what? It was easy as shit for me to make it yeah. too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it had no cuts, no overlays, nothing sexy. But for once it was like what I was actually saying was the reason that it kept people's attention, which was super cool. Yeah, it had so many comments and whatnot. You had tons Crazy. of people that were that were yeah. engaging with it and whatnot. And now I see that you're over on threads and you're engaging a lot on yeah. just copy, right? Yeah. So like you're not necessarily posting all photos. It's you're just responding to people and kind of starting conversations with your community. I noticed you had a big crossover from Instagram. How do you feel like you've cultivated this audience? Um, do you do you DM with people a lot? Do you mm -hmm. respond back to comments? What does it look like for I you? I mean, at this point, which again, it probably takes more time than what a lot of people are offering. And I mean, I sacrifice a lot of my personal time for this shit, but I'm at the point now where, you know, I'm almost at 100K on Instagram, like 30 some on YouTube. And at this point, I've probably responded to almost every single DM or comment I've ever gotten. Respect. Um, at least like pretty good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I think, again, if I can somehow bring value to other people, I think it's really important to kind of put in my time now because I think that's gonna pay off eventually. Um, just because like that's really the goal with a lot of the stuff is just being able to help other people or like be able to teach people things I wish I knew when I first started out. And Definitely. that's like the most fulfilling part of all this, like fuck the money or anything else. It's like if I can help a younger creator somehow like launch their career or somehow like better their life, that's more fulfilling than anything else. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it's really like 
in a fun spot right now. So yeah, you see threads like becoming like kind of taking over Twitter. I don't know. So it's threads is super interesting right now. And it is cool because like right now we're filming this, it's like been out for three or four days. Right. And obviously having an audience on Instagram, they made it so easy to have people convert over. It actually was a big spike. But actually, I was talking to a couple of buddies. If you look at my numbers compared to other people, it's actually a lot higher than like someone with like 600K or 500K right now on Instagram, which you would think it would be like, you know, a direct conversion. And I think it's just because, again, I've spent a lot of time like trying to build the right community and making it very about myself that I guess like people care about it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not like, oh, it's just a page that looks cool or there's no substance to it. Like people actually care about me and what I'm doing and what I'm saying, which is kind of weird to say out loud, you know, but like, again, it's just, I've always tried to make it about just me and what I'm into. And a lot of people have resonated that. Mm -hmm. But But, yeah, it's like you're being authentically yourself. I remember when I stopped touring, we put out an episode where I just kind of talked about like my experience touring and like things that I learned. And I've never gotten more messages than, thank you, but never gotten more messages from kids like, being like, oh, I'm going through this. I had no idea you were going through this. Like, I thought I was the only one. So getting vulnerable and being yourself, it's just like so important. And it goes back to like, you're not gonna get burnt out making content about things that like are true to yourself Mm -hmm. and authentic. Like if you're trying to put on this front Mm -hmm. for Instagram or TikTok or lean on trends, whatever, it's like, yeah, maybe you'll be like hot for a little bit, but you're gonna get burnt out at like some point. I feel like it also adds to the, like creating your own niche because people might come to your page for like a specific reason. Like, oh, I like this guy's tech stuff. But after they like see like more what you're about, they like end up following you more than like the tech stuff. And like, if you start doing other things within that you're interested in, like they'll like it because it's you doing it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I feel like that's like, again, I just try to integrate everything that I'm into, like in my stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not ever saying like, hey, go buy this yeah. Synergy or go buy this Sony camera. I'm just like, hey, I love the shit out of this and I use yeah. it all the time. And guess how many people that then makes yeah. go out there and get those things. And I'm not making money from that. It's literally just like, it's what I'm into. And then yeah. it makes other people into it too. So yeah, just by sharing the cool yeah. things that you do or you, you know, you have mm-hmm. and you're using and you're trying out like that yeah. beautiful camera on the table that yeah. you forced me to buy. <laughs> there was a great <laughs> purchase. Yeah, if I had an affiliate code on these, I'd be, oh, dude, I'd be chilling. I, oh, you'd be good. I'd I be need chilling. one of those. So we've been making obviously like a ton of short form content yeah. and my A1 is missing a flip out screen. I don't yeah. know why Sony dropped the yeah. ball on that. And like, I'm talking to Braden, he got that. And I'm like, dude, like, yeah. I think I gotta get Just that. Hits, well, it, it's super cool. Cause one of the things that happened at Sony camera camp, right. is like they flew in, like, I think it was 50 or 60 of us creators from all over the world, right? Like all over. Um, but the, all, the coolest part about it is they also flew in all these Sony engineers from Tokyo. Oh. So we're literally oh, sitting shit. there Learning in workshops them. and like, they're asking us how we use the cameras. They're, we're asking oh, them, how so do you do cool. this? How do you do that? What don't you like about this camera? Like I literally got pulled to the side because again, I was like one of the only people, not one of the only people, but I was shooting vertical content and I was thinking ahead. So I brought an L bracket and they have like this crazy mm. gear room where you can rent everything out and all this stuff, but no one else had an L bracket the whole camp, but I brought one. And so I had it rigged up on like an L bracket and like this little Sony stand, shout out to low. Um, but I had this setup and the engineers were like, can we take photos of this? Cause they were just <laughs> like, this is how you use it. And then I yeah. was like a big part of what I was telling them was like, I was like short form vertical content is here to stay, mm-hmm. or at least it's going to be a part of For it. Sure. And there's aspects of a camera that 
should be geared towards that. Like, why is the menu system not flipped to the side? Yeah. Like, why do like these certain, th- like, why isn't there a thread on the side of it? Not just the bottom. You know, C70 like that. has that thread, dude. It's clutch. So nice. Yeah. The FX3 has yeah. it. And it's like just things like that where it's like, it was such a cool experience because they're genuinely like, what got, What do you guys not like about this camera? What, you, what do you wish was different? What do you want to see in future cameras? And I know way back when the first camera camp happened, um, a lot of that feedback is what made the A7S III. So like oh, they actually awesome. like listen to this stuff and it's super cool. But. I mean, you can tell, I mean, you can tell on the quality of the the stuff. Like I really love the camera and I'm so impressed with mm-hmm. the quality of the image. I was going to ask you though, do you shoot all the stuff for TikTok and stuff vertical or do you go horizontal and then crop in so, so you have YouTube? I think, I think the way to be most successful about all of it is to shoot it native to where it's going. Oh, so, okay, okay. I mean, even the sit down talking mic'd up camera, if you go look, I have a full length YouTube video I dropped doing that same style and also a short form video. I shot it twice. Oh, wow. Because okay. I want it, I don't care what anyone says. If you're shooting vertical native, it looks different in yeah. that 4K quality. There is a difference. There, there. is a difference. Dude, There's a difference. Some fucking kid, some <laughs> troll on my TikTok commented like, why are you shooting vertically? Like, cause I was doing like uh, accessories and I said how I got an L bracket. Oh, yeah. They're like, just shoot everything horizontally and learn how to edit better. And I'm like, dude, I'm Touch really holding grass, my tongue you right fucking now. Nerd. Yeah, I mean, everyone like, <laughs> Touch grass. <laughs> <Yeah>. nerd. <laughs> I think in the next couple of years, we'll have like the open gate world, which hmm. is gonna be like just the open sensor where oh. if you shoot horizontal, you'll be able to crop vertically a lot easier. I for sure, like, I don't have any inside knowledge, but mm. in the next three years, that'll be a thing for sure. Because uh, a couple of cameras out there have that capability and it just gives you way more width. Tell me, what is it exactly? So like how a sensor right now is cropped, like, you know, like how if you're shooting stills, it's like what, a two by three? Okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. like when you're shooting video, it mm. crops it to that. 16 by nine. Yeah, mm. but it, open gate basically just allows you to have that full sensor the size full, like there's like, extra room on top and yeah. bottom okay they were not using it. okay got yeah it, so got like it. open gate is going to be if you have like the full sensor and then they would just give you so much more room we need that i know dude it, let's it, talk let's call those engineers yeah, dude yeah. Let's let fly them out speed here dial. get yeah. them back <laughs> what, yeah. what do you think uh for like camera situation wise lenses etc yeah. what do you find yourself gravitating the most towards probably your like a q2 if i had to guess yeah, right because yeah. braden doesn't have you, one well, I, I would get so the q3 yeah, 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 yeah. you have yours right you guys yeah, are q2 yeah, yeah. Guys. i'm more of a q3 i like the uh, new yeah. better stuff you know so you guys are like fucking few years old how old is that c70 it's just a it's a paperweight for me, you know. I don't know. Let's just throw it. You in know, the I actually used to shoot Canon. I did. So on March nineteenth of twenty twenty one, you switched. I did, and you switched over to Sony. And you know, it's actually one of the main reasons I did that because I was a hard Canon user for a long time. Like professionally, personal life, I use Canon all the time. Um, and then I got the R five. There's a couple issues with it. I didn't love the A seven S three. Was like amazing at the time, and it fixed the problems I wanted. But also, this is coming off of, again, I know I keep talking about it, but it's really cool. It came off the first Sony camera camp. And I was like, Sony's doing so many cool things with creators mm-hmm. right now. Again, I'm thinking yep. long-term yep. and a long game. And I was like, if I put myself in a position, start using this gear and just naturally using it, all this stuff, like who knows what could happen. Yeah. And to me, that was one of the most fulfilling things about anything I've ever done is because by the time the next camera camp came, I somehow got an invite. Awesome, dude. And so that was like just very like full circle for me. Yeah. Dude, I'm making so much content around Sony. And yeah. just it must be the content. You know, I feel yeah. like it must be the content. Remember how we, remember how we talked about personalities? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, personality is really big, people. God, it's really big. <laughs> oh shit! You. This is called stock for talk. So we go to your gram, okay. and I go and pull That's up a, a situation. So I see that you've archived a bunch of shit, right? Oh, Have you archived maybe. some stuff? Maybe. Okay, so 2018 okay. is when your first Instagram photo says it was okay. posted, and so this. Remember, little, this is a second account. So also, this the, my oh whole this. Life. This was a, this is a complete second account. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, never mind. But anyways, so I noticed this page when you're working for Rogue, sure. and then it completely shifts. Mm-hmm. You start to throw in more camera content. Mm-hmm. You start to throw in your desk setup and other things you're passionate about. I see the gym. I went mm-hmm. and like read captions yeah. and whatnot. What was the shift from this situation? This is the very bottom mm-hmm. to that next section that kind of pops up. Dude, what was going through your mind? Way sure. to do your research. Thanks, man. Come on, bro. Go stock and talk. Which also, what the fourth photo on there is. A ghost. I did. I saw that. I saw that. I saw you. Long game. Always. Always the long game. Um. Yeah. So, I think back then, right? I was just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Again, like, um, I actually had like you know an Instagram page that was very personal and like whatever, right? Mm. And then again, I was kind of nervous to put myself out there, so I made this account, which was this, and I was just starting to like post what I thought was cool stuff that would make me like an influencer or just like get myself out there. Right. And so it was still just kind of like sporadic and looking back at it now, like it doesn't make any sense, you know, but to me it was like just cool stuff. Yeah. It's just fun. Um, and then I think I just started getting more inspiration from other people and kind of finding my own voice and like what I really was into and what I was passionate about. And I was kind of like had a direction in what I was going to do. And I was just really into, uh, gaming setups and desk setups mm-hmm. and having a creative workspace because I think I was probably like moving into a new apartment at that time and I was just like building a space and I was just like I want to make this like where I love hanging out because to me if you are working in a place that you're surrounded by things that you love the things that you're passionate about it's so easy to get inspiration from that and like be motivated to like sit down and create stuff and if you look at my office it's everything that I'm into like Shoes, it's, it's literally me tech yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome me. it's like my favorite place in my whole apartment mm-hmm. and so I think I just really gravitated towards creating content around like my space and the stuff that I'm into and so I think I just kind of went in towards that type of content and then obviously as you know certain styles of reels were taking off like there was a period where like all the text on the screen and the motivational stuff was just like popping off and like it resonated with me and I was like well maybe it can resonate with someone else let me just put my own style on it mm-hmm. you know um and so it just kind of went from me throwing shit at the wall see what would stick again kind of going back to what we were talking about not only stick with myself but also with the audience and i think i started to learn what i enjoyed making content about and then also what people liked you know stick around and following Mm -hmm. another thing you brought up to backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. you have a group of guys that you talk to a bunch about content ideas oh yeah how important is it to have a group of guys that you can bounce ideas off of and how did you find these friends are they friends that you've grew up with or is it friends that you've made off of the internet dude like my closest friends by far now in my life are all people that i met like through the creative world and i think i actually made a video about this where i was like uh it was actually me talking about making that instagram account as my second account because i was embarrassed to put everything out there in the world and me what people would think of me and all this stuff right and i was like if you look at it now like every single thing in my life right now has come from like just putting myself out there in the world. Yeah. My job, my relationships, my friends, uh, things that I am able to purchase, my lifestyle, my apartment, everything is related to me like picking up a camera and just like creating stuff. And so it's funny cause now like the group of friends that I have, 
um, online, not even like, you know, you always say like your online friends, yeah, right? Yeah. But it's like the people that you've met through like the creative space, it's just somehow because we've found each other's content throughout the years and something like kind of struck a chord and resonated with each other. Like uh, one of my best friends in the world, Big Rob, like we both love Post Malone and shoes and like LeBron. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, again, like that's me, you know? And then like another buddy, Big E is like, we're into like gaming and we were in Call of Duty and like coffee and all this stuff. And so it's just like, again, things resonate with each other. And then like now it's just, we all kind of have these group chats and like last weekend they all came to Chicago and we hung out and stuff. And we just constantly try to motivate each other and like be on each other's ass. Like, okay, like when the fuck's the next video dropping? When, when are you doing this? When are you going live on kick or whatever is going on? You know? And it's, so it's just like, it's hard because I think a lot of people from the outside looking in, they're like, how do I find a group of other creators? How yeah. do I get this, you know, this cool group of people that motivate each other. And to me, it's like, it took a long time to find the right people, you know? And it's not only just them, but also like the boys that ghost, like uh, Dan and Holden, they're like, we're sitting next to each other that are doing creative content every single day, not only professionally, but personally. So we're all on each other's ass all the time because we're just like, okay, when's your next thing, you know? Or if like I'm sitting there posting something 20 days in a row, Dan's like, okay, I gotta fucking get my shit gotta together, get you know? On it, yeah. And like, and nothing wrong with that at all, but it's just easy motivation. Cause yeah. when you're that close with someone, and they're on their shit. You're mm -hmm. like, fuck. Okay, Rubs I, off on you. I need to set my shit up. That's how I felt with doing the 30 day challenge with Brayden. I was sure. like, you know, we're, we're amping each other up, but I'm like, I'm not going to be the one to like, fuck the challenge <laughs> up. Sure. Like, like, I think with maybe without him even knowing, he was like pushing me to be like, dude, I, maybe I don't want to film on a Saturday, but like, I got to get this video up. And yeah. even with like, you know, talking to you about the online products and seeing him doing yeah. his coursing stuff, his course and stuff, like it's, kind of lighting a fire under my ass being like, dude, I got to get on these like online yeah. products and like yeah. diversify my mm -hmm. income and find other ways to make money online. Cause I see you guys doing it. You guys are crushing it. And it like makes, yeah. motivates me to want to do it. Well, and so much of what we do is being a creator is like just sitting in a room by yourself in yeah. front of a yeah. desk. You know so what I mean? True. Yeah. And like it, sometimes if you just get like two other people's perspective, yeah. It's like, wait, why aren't you just try this thing? It unlocks like, something, like, dude. How am I not even thinking? I yeah. know, I know. It you know just I mean? could be simple. It could and be just it, like a mindset shift. And again, I think it's cool to find people that are in slightly different niches. Like both those guys I mentioned, like Rob's like huge on TikTok. Mm. And then like E is like just signed a contract to stream on Kick. And so it's like we're kind of actually doing different things. There's mm -hmm. like an overlap. But again, it's like it's nice having different perspectives because they're like, dude, why don't you live stream once a week or once a month or whatever? I'm just like, yeah, like you're right. Like I should, should try and I'm that like, out, well, yeah. why don't you do this type of stuff on Instagram? You know what I mean? Mm. And like now look at us in a month from now and I guarantee we're all doing these other yeah, things. That's so it's, amazing. it's hard to find a group, but to me, it's like you just find people that you resonate with, you support each other. And then eventually it kind of just grows into more. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I think you can like coast and I met on TikTok just yeah. from like DMing each other, liking each other's stuff. And that's how I've met. I feel like all my friends, I resonate with something. I shoot him a DM. You know, I love what you're doing here. Yeah. I'm in LA. Like if you're ever, if you're ever here, hit us up. Well, and that's to me, that's, I feel like I say this all the time, but it's like the best part of the content world it's just all the relationships and yeah. to be able to meet all these different people. Yeah. It's like genuine, it's not even like connections to do cool things. Yeah. It's just like, great. People. if someone comes to Chicago, I wanna show them that experience. Yep. And if I come to LA, like you guys would probably show me whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, that's just the way the world should work. But the creative world just opens up so many of those different opportunities. It's yeah. so cool. 100%. What do you feel like you're most trying to focus on in the next six to 12 months? What am I trying to focus on? 
Um, I want to just try to be consistent and level things up, which I guess is kind of what I'm always trying to do. But like, I really want to like test my discipline, which again, I think could help if I get an editor and things like that. But I want to, I feel like for the first time in these three plus years, I've kind of seen things click and see what the opportunities could be. And I'm around the right people. And I've kind of built the foundation for all this stuff. And kind of now I just want to see what I can make happen with it. And I think the sky's the limit. I'm pretty excited, but um, I don't know. I think I'm in a good spot, but I want to see what I can push myself and see what I can do. I love it. Yeah, find your limit. And I think yeah. that just consistency is like, it's the whole thing, man. Like, yeah, I mean, all of it comes down to that. And it's, it's just hard because like all of us are busy. All of us have other shit going on. We have, you know, relationships or significant others or friends work, just trying to like hang out with the boys. Like it's such a balance, but to me, there is no actual true balance. I think you almost have to find balance within not having balance. Mm. And you have to realize that some weeks you're going to be sitting in front of the computer a little bit more. And some weeks you're going to be on vacation with your girlfriend. And like both those things are okay, but you just have to know that like, there's kind of like peaks and valleys of all of it. And sometimes you're just going to have to like push and do a video when you don't want to do a video or ed do an edit that night after you've had dinner and a couple drinks. But guess what? You've told yourself you're going to do that. And to me, if you can somehow again, find that balance within not having balance, that's eventually how you're going to see the success at the end. So hundred percent. Okay. If you could talk to your 18 year old self, mm -hmm. what advice would you give to a young Jayhawk just starting out? I think, my biggest advice for myself, and I knew this question's coming, <laughs> um, is to me, you know, it's it's funny because if you take a look back now, I think one of my favorite Steve Jobs quotes, or just my favorite quotes in general, is like, I think he says it's something like, um, you you can only connect the dots looking backwards, not forwards, right? And it, it's it, it's so true because if you think about it now, I can think of different points of my life where if I would have just tried that thing I was thinking about my life now would be drastically different. Obviously I wouldn't change that now, right? But if I would have started streaming on Twitch when I thought about it in 2016, that would be very life-changing as of now. If I was doing college vlogs back in college, going to art school, that shit would be popping now, dude. You know what I mean? So it's like, so many times you get in your own head and kind of hold yourself back or think, oh, it's too late to start or too late to do this, or maybe this isn't gonna work out. But it's like, if you actually just get started instead of like trying to get it all perfect and start it out, um, you're gonna just be so much further down the line. So it's like, just start, stop thinking about it. Don't overthink it. You're gonna be paralyzed trying to like overdo it and make things perfect. We all suck when we first start. Your yeah. first video sucks. Yeah. The first time you talk in front of a camera sucks. Mm -hmm. First YouTube video is gonna suck. Your first TikTok is gonna suck. But it's like, once you do a hundred of them, guess what? They're gonna suck a lot less. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just start now versus yeah. two years from now when you have a nice looking office. Just do it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 70. We will link all of Johnny's stuff below and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace.